This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. So we're talking about the perfect argument today, which is already stressing a lot of you out. We know that because you don't like to argue, and that's okay. I personally love to argue. You do? Oh, I love it. It is like... It is like uh, it's like breath. <laughs> it is like energy. I, I did not know that. About oh you. yeah, I love it. I actually for a while there was a a guy I worked with, and he did not like. To, I, we worked really closely together, and he did not like to argue. Uh-huh. And so he had his wife argue. <laughs> we would for get into. Ar- we, no, we would just get into. His wife <laughs> liked you. to argue. Yeah, uh-huh. his wife liked to argue. So me and her would have arguments and have just tons of fun. <laughs> and, and he would like. I don't want. I want. No, I want nothing to do with this. But believe me. Out of it. People think I like to argue. I don't like to argue. Oh, really? I will argue, and I would rather have an argument than have a disconnection. Ah. So when the possibility for relationship is increased mm. by having that argument, I'll do it. But it's a little bit like throwing up for me. Oh. You know, like yes, I'm going to feel better if I throw up. So I might as well just go ahead and do, get it over with. See, I'm, I'm even, I'm even just think about it. I'm just even think about it. Like, uh, like I'm getting, there's, there's energy. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready to go. There's no, there's no in the stomach. I've even, I've argued with, with friends that are the argument that I have going on with one of my friends right now that I just keep picking at uh-huh. is pasta versus rice. Like whether you are, whether it's pos- whether you would rather have pasta for the rest of your life or rice for the rest of your life if you had to ch- if you had to only choose one it's that kind of nonsense and which side are you on pasta 100 uh, percent. i do not uh, understand the rice argument yeah. at all uh, however all right we're like it's just it's just fun it's just fun to to go at it <laughs> you like to spar i like to spar i do but the a lot of couples think, so do you like to spar in your relationship um, I do. My wife does not. She comes uh-huh. from a family of non-fighters. My right. family fights at a le- like at our volume is just already at. As soon as we walk in the door, 
our volume is up. Like uh-huh. she thought for a long time that we all were just yelling at each other all the time <laughs> um, and couldn't handle just dinner conversation where we're, you know, just going at it about anything. But a lot of couples do think that the goal is to avoid arguments that healthy. They I, I know so many couples that come into my office they are frustrated that they are even having an argument and they think a healthy relationship means that they do not have arguments. Yeah, ever. or I like it when, well, I don't like it, but it's interesting to me when couples come in and they say, oh, you know, we had a pretty good week. We didn't argue. And I'm mm. like, okay, that that doesn't necessarily mean that you connected. So That's right. the goal is not to not argue, but it's to repair and to have deeper understanding, to use disagreements and arguments to get over them so that you can have more connection. Right. And do you have uh, a story like that, that where that was helpful? Yeah. So I, I have a friend who she is pregnant and she's just a beautiful woman, but she feels very anxious about her weight when she's pregnant, which it's all baby. I, I don't get the deal, but, but that's, you know, that's me looking on the outside. That's not her. And so her um, her partner was doing a side job, and some women on this side job came on to him. And she knows that because uh, one of her relatives was also at this side job and told her. So her husband did not tell her about these women coming on to him. And so she they had a big fight about it. She's you know angry, like I don't want you to do this work. We don't you don't make that much money. We need you at home with the children. And, you know, what about these uh, bitches who came on to you, right? And so, you know, and he's like, they came on to my friend that was standing there too. It wasn't just me. You know, I didn't flirt back. You know, he's all he's all defensive. So she told me about it. And we kind of walked through what could we do about this? And how could they have an argument that is the perfect argument? That's how a could they have the perfect argument? argument? And how could they have an argument that changed the outcome? Because at this point, by the time she told me they were separate, they'd been separate for days. He was feeling controlled. He was feeling like she didn't trust him. And she was feeling deeply insecure. And so what she told me is, I feel so insecure about my body and my attractiveness when I'm pregnant and when I'm heavier, that I, I'm just out of my skin. Yeah. And, and I said, well, have you told him that? And she's like, no. And she's like, and I do trust him. I just don't trust these women. And I said, okay, let's, let's back this up. And we kind of walked it through that, you know, basically she needed to be reassuring to him because he was feeling like she was unhappy with him. She was angry at him. And I said, why don't you start the conversation with, you know, a, a softer warm up? Yeah, that's and that's that's a key right there. Right. Like the that beginning. If you have something that you're a complaint that you're bringing to your partner, that a, a soft warm up or a gentle startup is something that you need because it does reassure your partner of your love and commitment and it really lets them know that they're still important to you and that you believe um, that you believe in them. So your friend, how would she say that? What would she say if she's using a soft warm up in this situation? Yeah. So basically, she told me that she knew her husband was going to be uptight and anxious about this conversation. They had agreed to talk and he had communicated. I know you're really mad at me. And she says, I know that when he thinks I'm mad at him, he is going through his entire day 
anxious and uptight. And I said, okay, so the first thing he needs to hear from you is that you love him and he is so important to you and you you want the marriage to be good, you know, so that the very first words out of your mouth are words of connection and reassurance so he can start breathing again. Yeah. You know, because he's so anxious and tense, he's not going to be able to hear her. He more than likely is going to feel accused if she comes at it right if she comes at it right away, rather than with that st- soft startup of saying, "I love you." All right, um, I, you're important. You're to important me. to me, and this marriage is important to me, so that he gets the feel that this this is about her reaching for him, mm-hmm. her reaching out to him. Uh, right. And then I said, "Okay." You know, you're going to have to own up to the fact that there's something going on inside you that is creating this tension that he doesn't even know about. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know. He thinks you're being controlling and jealous, and he has no idea that the root in you is your own feelings of insecurity. And she said, yeah, I, I never tell him that because I don't want to draw his attention to my weight. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to even think that I'm insecure. I want him to see me as a confident woman because I think that's more attractive. Yeah, but the problem is that that complicates, not saying that complicates the message that you are trying to say. Exactly. Right? Because the, your partner then doesn't know where you're coming from, right? They, they And it by saying that, by being vulnerable enough to share her insecurities there, it gives him the chance to be more compassionate and more empathetic and more understanding of what's really going on with her. Right. And when, when somebody is sharing, when our partner shares with us a vulnerable part from the inside, it, it like sucks us to them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we we often, as people who love our partners, we want to meet their needs. We are seeing their need now, and, and it draws us to them, which I think the terror is is if I tell my partner my real inner feeling, they're going to dismiss it like I was dismissed in childhood. They're going to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all kinds of fears come up. And so we don't tell the truth to each other. Yeah. And so it makes it hard for us to respond in kind. But the other thing that she really needs to do as she kind of is vulnerable of that, right, she needs to state her complaint really clearly. Yes. Right? Exactly what um, she is frustrated about. Right, right, which in this case would be something along the lines of, I'm having all these insecurities, um, and I don't like the idea that you did not tell me about these women that came on to you. Right. And because I'm feeling so insecure right now. Hmm. You know, like, I, I think it's all one piece so that it doesn't feel just like control or that he's been bad. Right. You know, because he hasn't actually been bad. He's actually a totally committed guy. Right. The other thing that I think I would offer is that there's a way to kind of word this when there's difficult conversations that you need to have and not to avoid. Mm -hmm. Um, Brene Brown talks about this in her book, Dare to Lead, which I love, recommend, get all of the things. Yeah. Um, But she, she has this, it's just a simple phrase where she says, when there's something difficult we need to talk about, we start with the story I'm telling myself is blank. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. And then follow that up with where am I getting it wrong, uh-huh. which I just love. So she could possibly come to the table with something like the story I'm telling myself is that if I bring this up, that you're going to notice my you're going to notice my weight and that you hid this from me. 
um, intentionally, which maybe you didn't, but that's the story I keep telling myself. So where where am I getting it wrong? Yeah, and the story I'm telling myself is you hid this intentionally from me yes. because you're more attracted to other women right now yes. than you are to me, and I am vulnerable to be rejected. Yeah. And following it up with where am I getting this, where am I getting it wrong allows the other person to step in there. It's not as accusational, right? And it mm-hmm. really kind of highlights what what's going on inside of your head and in your heart and allows them to speak to that. Say it allows him to come back and say, no, this is this is what's actually happening. And it gives him the benefit of the doubt here. It does. Right? That's such a soft, gentle way of and an important language. Right. This is my story. This is not the truth. Yeah. So maybe let's come back and talk about the other side. When your partner brings a complaint to you, how you can listen well and respond well to them. Back in a bit. So just a quick word about our couples intensives that both me and Lori offer. Oftentimes, healing in relationships, it just takes more than the average 50-minute session every week over several months of time. Couples Intensive Therapy offers an alternative to that. It happens over a weekend, typically 12 to 16 hours, somewhere in there, that really helps to calm high-conflict situations, build more healthy patterns of communication, and really, it's a jump start to change, right, Lori? Like, it can be something that can really catapult you into change a little bit quicker than the average once a week type of therapy situation. I think so. And people ask me, what does it look like? What do you do? And usually for me, I do a three-day itinerary. The first day is basically coming to why did they come at this point in their relationship? What is their current functioning? And then often maybe that's a Friday night, Saturday morning, we start talking about what is the dynamic? Where's the toxic cycle? And then we look at their family of origin. And I would say by Saturday afternoon, that's the time that we start to really dig into how do you stop the toxic cycle. And maybe if the problem is over sexual difficulties, there's an assignment and a discussion about what that will be. And they usually complete that assignment in their hotel room all by themselves. You know, we don't do any of that, you know, supervision of that. But we then the next morning debrief that and talk about you know how the assignment went. There is often time at this point because of the amount of hours that we've spent together to perhaps process one trauma from the past as well. So it, you know it's a really intensive way of working. It's my favorite way to work and you know I'm reducing kind of my weekly caseload at this point so this is where I'm directing my efforts in clinical work. Right. You also get a post-intensive action plan to take home with you to follow up. We plan how you can continue this work for you. But we'd be happy to talk to you more about if you feel like an intensive is right for you, whether it'd be good to work with me or with Lori. So give us an email at info at foreplayradiosextherapy.com. All right. We're back talking about the perfect argument and how... The goal is to use arguments to repair and um, have a deeper understanding of each other and to drive connection. We talked about in the first half the how to bring a complaint, right? Yes. How to bring it up well, how to use soft startup, um, how to state your feelings and state complaints clearly and be vulnerable in that. So let's talk about, Lori, the, the listener side of that. When I bring a complaint to my partner or when my partner brings a complaint to me, what can I do? How can I receive that well 
to really have a better argument there from my side. So I think that the first thing we need to do as the listener is hold on to ourselves, Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Comfort yourself. Tell yourself, you know what, we have all day to talk about this. We have, you know, a week to talk about this. We have a lifetime to talk about this. It's important that this moment go well. I'll have my chance. This is my inner world. I'll have my chance to tell my side of the story. What's really important right now is for me to give my partner my undivided attention and hear their side, no matter how crazy it seems. I want them to feel heard. Mm-hmm. And, and we do that. Some of the process with how we do that is by shuffling in small, clear statements about what we're hearing. Yeah. So this, her husband needs to say, I am so relieved to hear that you love me and that this conversation is about us and that you want the marriage to be okay. Yeah. And this, this is even sometimes repeating back exactly what you heard and and asking, am I getting that right? Right. Right. Um, So I have a lot of couples where they're afraid to say the exact words because that feels they they somehow think that that's more hollow if they just do that. Mm -hmm. But it is so helpful Mm -hmm. in the work to make sure that you're being clear. What I heard you saying was you're really worried about how I'm viewing your weight. Yes. Right. Or it, it's yeah. a, what you just said. I want to highlight that because I think it's a bomb to our soul when yes. our partner uses our words. I have a friend who often, when I'm listened to, picks up the exact phrase I've said, repeats it, and then says their part. And it, and it's like, yeah, you're hearing me. You're he- you're yeah. really hearing me. You're using my words. Yeah. I, it just feels so good. Yeah, you're you're being completely present with the other person mm-hmm. when you're repeating back to them what they're saying, um, and it really helps there not be any confusion, right? Right. Um, right. In the messaging and and being able to say that 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 phrase to me too is is am I hearing that right? Uh-huh. Is so key to me as well because it gives the other person a chance to say no, you're missing it just a bit. But it shows interest. It shows a desire to get it. Um, it shows a desire to be corrected too right. in it's your an viewpoint. Openness, exactly yeah. to be corrected if if I've misheard something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's beautiful. And that just even doing that is going to be helpful as the listener. Um, and, and you got to say something like every couple of sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, sentences. Don't let your partner talk for a page worth of words before you interrupt. I mean, interrupt with something every couple of sentences. Yeah, this makes it a two-way conversation, yeah. Or, uh, so you mean this, you mean this, you mean that, you mean, you know, back and forth. It's like, don't let your partner go on because as they go on, even if you're staring at them, they won't actually know that it's penetrating you, that it's getting into your mind unless you let what's going into your mind out your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and I think a lot I have a lot of clients that maybe feel like their partner goes on and on and doesn't know how to interrupt them and feel like interrupt them well. And I would just I would just offer the phrase all of what you're saying is so important. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Right. Yes. The the idea of just asking them to slow down, say, let me make sure I'm getting that part before you go on to the next part. Exactly. Like I think is just it. It's if you have. Uh, I I know there's lots of people that just they process externally, and so they if they get going, they can talk for a long time. And I would just say being proactive to slow helps them slow down 
and ask them to kind of repeat things back to you, make sure you got it right, but value the idea that they have so much to say that all of it is important and you don't want to miss it, I think helps chop that up a little bit. And that phrasing is is saying to them, I mean, it's, it's beautiful because it's saying to them everything here, all of this stuff, all this mess that you're giving me yeah. is important to me to understand, to get straight in my head, to really feel with you about what you're going through. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that the reason sometimes the sender, the deliverer of the message gets frantic and ramped up is because they're not getting enough verbally back from their partner. Yes. Yeah. And, and the partner often, especially if there wasn't a soft warm-up, feels like deer in the headlight. They're, they're, they're actually retreating and withdrawing in their mind to their own argument. You know, I, I can't wait till you get done so I can tell you how it really is. Yeah. And I think that's important. Like, and it's, that's one of the toughest parts is to wait on your defense. Right. And I think you mentioned like having and you know, knowing that you have enough time to have a both sides of that conversation. But I think they have to if, if my partner is bringing something to me, I have to begin to slow my own mind down, reassure myself that we have time and reassure myself that I'm not under attack. Right. And that right. I'm not being accused so that I can le- I can really hear what my partner has, is having to say. And, and these are difficult I mean, we all feel when our partner brings something to us, I think initially this sense of being under attack, you know, being a disappointment to our partner is such a hard thing, but it's natural. Like if we love our partner and they're unhappy, it's human to feel like, oh, I don't want to be a disappointment to you. You know, that that's that's good. Yeah. That actually shows you love your partner. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, because the and I think when you listen Right. We, we have a couple of things that we want the other person to listen for. Right. And one is what behavior your partner is asking for. Yes. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, we're, we're really saying let's separate behavior and emotion right. uh, from it to allow. But first to know what exactly are they asking for? What behavior change are they, are they requesting mm-hmm. from you? And then what deeper emotional need has been triggered? Right. What because you can listen for because in this case with your friend, the behavior change might be I really need you to tell me um, to be a little more transparent, to be a little more proactive in telling me when when women are hitting on you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because of the emotional need that I have, the insecurity that I'm feeling currently. And because I need to just be right. This is a time where I need to be reassured of your love. But that's the emotional piece, which makes the behavioral piece makes me more motivated to meet the behavioral change that they're requesting, right? right? If, if I know what that if is. If you tell me that women are hitting on you, first, I know you're aware of it. So it's not going to sneak up on you suddenly. And then you're going to go, wow, you know, I feel really good. And why do I feel really good? So that awareness makes me feel safe. Two, you're keeping the intimacy of, of it between us. I'm more special. You're telling me the secrets. And so I know that if you tell me, I'm perfectly safe. And second, what I think she was also really asking for was certainly a behavioral change about him being more honest uh, to tell her about these incidents. But also she was saying, I want you to reassure me that you are attracted to me, that I'm your one and only. Mm -hmm. 
You know, that was the deeper thing. And then why is that? Because I want to feel secure in your love. Yeah. I want to feel that you are my rock and you're not going anywhere. You're not going to abandon me when I'm in this different physical state. You know, that's what I really want is to know that you got me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's just, it's a beautiful thing that kind of just, again, this drives connection and try, it drives a deeper understanding um, and really helps your arguments to actually be productive in your relationship rather than them being, um, you're spinning your wheels, right? And then right. going unresolved and then actually driving deeper hurt, right? The perfect argument actually will drive connection rather than disconnection, right? Yes. Bad arguments, they, they really, they injure Right, rather than spin in the toxic cycle. Right. You know. And the job of the listener here really is to tune in, is it to attunement, right? That's the that's the goal. Like radio freak like trying to find the radio frequency on an old radio or you had to adjust <laughs> the dials, right? Yep. It's that kind of thing of trying to dial into each other, right? Which really brings a lot uh, uh, brings so much to the relationship. Um and will help you not feel afraid of arguments in the future, right? I agree. And uh, the perfect argument happens. Mm. Uh, avoiding conflict, avoiding telling your partner what you need is not actually deepening intimacy in your relationship, right? It's yeah. it's avoidance. And then we're hiding who we are. We're hiding what we need. It, it is terrifying to reach out to our partner and ask for something and ask for our needs. But the perfect argument happens, and it actually drives connection because we can repair, we can get to a deeper understanding with each other. So, yeah. You know, we went to, um, for our daughter's spring break, we went to Bush Gardens in oh, Williamsburg. Lovely. Right. Oh, I love that place. Right. And it was my oldest daughter really wanted, she was real pumped for roller coasters. Right. And she's just tall enough now that she can actually ride some of the bigger ones. Fun. Right. But when she actually went to do it, it started to scare her a little bit, uh-huh. right? And so we had to coach her kind of through it, right, and remind her that it was really safe. It felt really unsafe, right? There was some of the there was some fun in that. There was some fear in that though too, right? Roller coasters are safe, but they kind of they give you the perception that they, that you're there's danger, danger yeah. right? And I, I think, love where you're going. And here. I think arguments are the same thing, right? There is a mm-hmm. perception that there is danger, right? But they can really be safe things, but they're going to feel dangerous. They're going to feel scary. We're all going to get triggered in on that to either get combative or to get critical. Um, but if we can hang on through it, right, it, there are going to be a lot of dips. There's going to be a lot of twists. We may feel like we're upside down at some point, but ultimately it can bring us back to a place where it was a ride. You know, we may not want to go on that ride again, but it's a it's beneficial, mm-hmm. right, to our relationship, and we come away um, with better connection. Right, uh, and most of us get off the roller coaster, right, and we say that was awesome. Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, some of us when get we're off... standing on the ground. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We we may say. I don't want to ever do this again when it's like dropping, right? There's that there's a one there's one ride at Bush Gardens, right? That actually it's it's a vertical drop. It's a 90 oh, degree yeah. drop, but it hangs you over the front for just uh-huh. a bit like it feels like an eternity, right? It's just hanging <laughs> over and you feel like this is going to be death. Why did I ever do this? I'm certain to plummet to my doom, right? And then after it's over, you're like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go do it again, let's man." Let's do it again. Okay. So Start with your soft warm-up. 
Remember the goal is deep connection and deeper understanding. You can now call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.